John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show! Here's John. And here's Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan. The international comedy podcast. It's not really a show though, is it? It's just, <laughs> you, you just can't be asked. So uh, what's, what's the technical term? A blooper episode, a best of episode. It, it's a best of, it's a best of episode with bloopers and other un, uh, previously unheard highlights. Uh, with all the racism, sexism, homophobia, all the other, all the other isms and stuff cut out. <laughs> I hope yeah. this is not just an episode where you just stitch me up and just play all <laughs> all the bits where I'm horrible, and then you just sound really nice. Well, there'll be more than one episode if that were the case. <laughs> yeah, all the stories that I've told that are not allowed to be aired. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The ones that I've deemed up to this point to be far too <laughs> atrocious. Yeah, but no, as John has uh, kind of pointed out there, this is going to be a best of and uh, bloopers show. We'll be back later in January with a whole brand new episode. Shouldn't it be called a worst of show? <laughs> well, best of best of and worst of show with bloopers. <laughs> Still contains stand-up comedy, live comedy, musical comedy. Oh, it's going to be amazing, an amazing bumper New Year gift to you all. Ah, uh, I'm sold. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and now it's time for this, I suppose. <laughs> This is JNSNJ News. Is JNSNJ News. In this section of the show, John and I will bring you some news stories that you might have missed. Yep, and so if anybody's got any news stories that you think are not getting the credit they deserve, you can send them to us on Facebook, Twitter, or johnandsaminjapan.com. Okay, so let's get started. What have you got? Uh, this is a story from Rally in North Carolina, so on the internet, and so a man pretending to be a three-star U.S. Army general wanted to impress a woman, and so he uh, landed a helicopter at her place of work last year. Hang on. So he was trying to impress a woman, mm. so he was going to be a general, and then he landed a helicopter. Where she worked. Right. Where, where um, did she... I hope she didn't... Work. She worked she, at some... Uh, children's t- hospital. No, it's a technology <laughs> company. And right. So he's facing... He's 57 years old. He's charged with pretending to be a military officer, which carries a maximum of three years in prison. Oh, wow. And also a $250,000 fine. So, yeah, he, he decided for some reason to land this uh, helicopter on a soccer field. At her, football. Football. <laughs> it's, this, uh, it's an American newspaper yeah, story. Yeah. yeah. And he said he turned up in full military battle dress, uh, displaying three stars that implied he had a rank of lieutenant general. He said, so "He's gone all out. He's, he's gone. Out, he's gone all out." He said he saluted the security officers, and they actually saluted him back. Wow! But then a suspicious security supervisor confronted him, and he told uh, them that's why he's the supervisor. Yes, he told them that he was there to pick up a female employee to take her to Fort Bragg for a classified briefing. That had been, <laughs> classified debriefing. <laughs> yeah, that had been authorized by President Trump. 
Um, although it could, fair, yeah, yeah, possibly could have happened. <laughs> One um, of the less strange things perhaps he's done. <laughs> so the woman, she was a long-time acquaintance of this guy. Uh, she expected him to arrive in a car for an outing in, uh, they'd planned. Uh, but he turned up in a helicopter. She was already married and said she had no idea that he was going to do this or why he was involved in this strange behaviour. She didn't know what to make of it, but she just went along with it. Wow, so she got in the helicopter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, I don't know. If you let, Let's say, I'm not saying uh, you're going to come and whisk me off my feet, but if you turned up at my place of work in a helicopter, I know that you don't have a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd be pretty reluctant. I'd probably have to call a doctor if, yeah. I, if, if that happened. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't trust to get in a helicopter with you. I, don't think. Uh, I mean, this guy, by the time, he just sounds like an absolute renegade. He uh, <laughs> he said he, he was uh, in, he works out of his home as a car mechanic. And he was yeah. uh, wearing... Also, hang on, he's not a three-star general. <laughs> no. So he said he was wearing an orange and white striped jail jumpsuit and orange flip-flops when he appeared in court. <laughs> uh, so he'd lost his uniform. Then. Yeah, I think, yeah. So have you ever done anything to uh, impress a woman? <laughs> well, I feel like I haven't tried hard enough, actually. No, um, no, the, no I, I remember we would say, like, occasionally we'd make up a job that would make me sound, you know, make you sound better than your real job was, firefighter or something, but he's, <laughs> you know, I never turned up in a fire engine. <laughs> <laughs> that was G&S-N-G News. A lot of work goes into John and Sam in Japan podcast, but it is not all plain sailing. I know Jay and Sam come across as suave as James Bond and cool as cucumbers, but the truth is they can barely speak. Welcome to the show. What's next? <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh. Okay, now for... T- Hager there, great stuff. She always has me in... Uh, <laughs> Hager there, great stuff. Ah, oh, fuck me. Okay, now it's time for this episode's uh, stand-up comedian. Ah, oh, fuck it. Okay, all right. All right, and now it's this... Oh, f- Jesus Christ. Anyway, I know what I'm doing now. I am now recording 100%. Are you? Thanks to Alexander Camp from Stand Up Tokyo for meeting us on a Sunday afternoon in a karaoke box in Fujisawa. If you want to find out anything that he's up to, uh, please go to standuptokyo.com. <laughs> if you want to find any, out anything that he's up to. That's what you find out who he's been... <laughs> find out who's been fluffy recently. Um... <laughs> and now, a time from this episode's... Now a time. Now, time for a word from this episode's sponsor. That was shite. It's just, a, you have to kind of scroll through all your notifications to find out somebody else has commented on that comment that you commented on kind of thing. Listen to that nonsense again. It's just, a, you have to kind of scroll through all your notifications to find out somebody else has commented on that comment that you commented on kind of thing. Sometimes they make mistakes. Oh, f- I fucked it. Hold on. Sometimes they aren't prepared. Uh, today, as ever, we have a packed show. 
we have oh shit i don't know what's on today's show okay and now it's time for some musical comedy and we have this week we have i'll do it again sure all right, and now it's time for some musical comedy. This episode, we're featuring comedy music. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and now it's time for some musical comedy. <laughs> Sorry. Now it's time for some not real comedy, fake comedy from fucking people who don't have the balls to do stand up. <laughs> uh, I've got a new story here from. Uh news.sky.com uh uh oh now i've only just uh i've only just read the headline of this story uh, i haven't gone, gone fully deep into it it's actually quite it's actually quite bleak okay did the old day <laughs> it says the uh yeah <laughs> there are interruptions and technical difficulties Hang on a second. No, Noah's just coming. No, can you... What we'll do, when we're finished, I'll call you and you can come and say hello then, okay? Could be another 10 minutes or so. I'm getting a treat. All right, well, can you close the door? Daddy, yeah? Oh, uh, okay. Oh, good. See you in a minute. I'll look forward to it. Are you fucking internet... Fuck you, internet. Um. Oh, f- fuck off out of the room. Yeah, just Emma. Sorry, mate. You can't do this, Emma. You're gonna have to either go because Daddy's recording. You can't start touching me. Okay. Um. What's happened to me this week? Don't start crying because I don't want your noise on here. Hello. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Uh, hello? Occasionally, gold nuggets get left on the cutting room floor. Although sometimes, those nuggets are brown. That sounds well... <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that. Are we going to have to edit that out? Oh, 100%. <laughs> Um. Uh, uh, oh yeah hawaiian chocolate that tastes disgusting <laughs> i went i went to hawaii once and they had they sell those kind of uh chocolates with macadamias or almonds yeah, in the middle they're really that's popular. what i mean i hate um, nuts so I'm, I'm, oh i love she them knows they're that amazing I hate nuts, so i'm worried that she just bought me a lot of chocolate covered macadamia nuts that she'll give to me they go oh i forgot you don't like nuts and then she'll just eat them all no i love those uh i love those chocolate nuts so when i went to hawaii we went to a uh uh department store and well we, we had dinner and a few drinks first and then we went to this department store to buy some souvenirs afterwards and they had all these little sample trays of these macadamia nuts <laughs> and i think it's fair to say that i embarrassed myself <laughs> i was santa once for my friend's kids um and because i Obviously, I've got a tiny bit of a beer belly now, but 
then I was quite slim and I was quite hungover and I cycled to their house at like, I don't know, seven o'clock in the morning. And the costume that I'd bought, because I bought the costume in Japan, it was a bit short. And <laughs> I was like, Santa dressed in half masts with a cheap beard on. <laughs> and I tried to do an accent and the kids just <laughs> realised. My mate said to me, oh, it looks rubbish. Because he met me on the uh, the landing outside. It looks rubbish. Just do two minutes and then leave. So I went in, did a real quick, oh, ho, ho here's your presents, I'm off. And then got down onto the landing, started getting changed. I mean, actually, they fell for it. Can you can you come back? So I went back in <laughs> and it was a second performance on Did Me because uh, they were just going, oh, you could tell it's just John Santa. Uh, oh dear, John Santa. Yeah. So <laughs> Busted. Yeah. But I didn't swear. <laughs> <laughs> well done. One of the rare occasions. Yeah. I agree with this guy. I think he's uh, he's averted what could have been a disaster. And I think these people are selfish for uh, complaining. John and Sam don't always see eye to eye. <laughs> yeah. Is that going to make the cut? I, I'm going to have to beep that out. It's absolutely outrageous. Ah, <laughs> uh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to keep that in. <laughs> Okay, I'll I'll see I'll see how the uh, time goes on the uh, on the thing. Well, cut out the bit about the salary, man. That's boring. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> you're le- you're leaving with you're leaving me with uh, <laughs> boring or completely off the other end of the scale. <laughs> oh, well, I suppose another one was uh, when I was a kid. My mum. Um, on Christmas Eve, she came back and she'd completely written off the car because a taxi driver had just ploughed into the side of her. So that ruined Christmas. Yeah, that's not a good one either. Well, why, why <laughs> did we ask what's your worst Christmas moment then? Well, I wasn't expecting it to be that extreme. <laughs> I, was, I, was expect, I was expecting things like I burnt the turkey. Um, <laughs> I forgot to get someone a present. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> We haven't done that once, didn't we? Uh, were you there for that show? There was a show we did at the Yokohama Country Cricket Club and like two days, we did spend months organising it with the guy and then two days before we were to perform, he mailed us and went, oh, you do realise it's like a family show so it's got to be completely clean. And I was like, oh my God. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, a bully. I went first and uh, didn't do very well. But then somebody, Danielle Arce, she did really well. But she was used to performing in all people's homes. Um, she was on episode one, so you're looking at me puzzled. No, I don't think she performed on that show. Well, you didn't perform on that show, did you? the New Year's one. Daniela has a please comment and tell us whether you performed on perform. that show or not. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> this will be cut out. <laughs> 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 I look stupid, it gets cut. <laughs> And sometimes they are just plain weird. Well, especially John. Think that my sphincter is quite strong. John and Japan. One is funny, one is funny looking, 
in Japan. One of them is funny, one is funny looking. Which is which, you decide. My name is Stephen Kamome, and I was a Marine. Here at Kamome Dojo in Shinagawa, we will teach you how to fight. Whether you're getting bullied at work or molested on the train, we can give you the confidence to rip your tormentors still beating heart right out of their chest. In Japanese society, we're told that aggression is bad. Yeah, tell that to the punk who robbed your umbrella or the scum who stole your bike. Sometimes you have to say enough is enough. At Kamome Dojo, we'll show you how to open up a can of whoop ass. Not just on the world, but the whole universe. Yo, Johnny McBee and Sammy O.T. Two Brits took a shit over a cup of tea Probably a spot of milk and a crumpet, please But there's something else cooking in the kitchen Could someone answer the burning question? Alright, and now it's time for this episode's burning question Which was, what's the most danger you've ever been in? I hope it's up to uh, Bill's standards <laughs> Yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, We had uh, an email in from Dan in England uh, he says he's a twin. His twin brother's called Paul. He also has another brother called Graham. Uh, he said the most danger he's been in <laughs> includes Paul hitting me with a snooker cue, Paul hitting me with a hammer, Paul hitting me with a chair, Paul <laughs> hitting me with a table, Paul throwing a dart at me, Graham throwing a homemade arrow into my eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brotherly love. <laughs> Anyone get in touch with you? Uh, so on Facebook, we had uh, a reply from Katie in the UK. She said, hanging off the side of a 50-foot-plus drop in her auntie's car after she hit black ice. Oh, only... that's serious. Yeah, the only thing that stopped us going over the edge was a tree growing out of the side of the sheer drop. Oh. That is... <laughs> that is really... Yeah, that's danger. Heard... <laughs> <laughs> that is danger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it... It puts Dan's being hit with a snooker cue into perspective, I feel. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Getting hit with a hammer is quite... Uh... Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Having an arrow in your eye. I mean, it's... Uh, I don't want to mug Dan off. <laughs> uh, okay, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> How about for you? Um, well, I mean, I was obviously in perilous danger the other day when I, I said, uh, <laughs> you don't know anything about bread. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that one time when i was about uh 20 or 21 years old uh, i was with a, we're a group of lads at university and we were driving from i think it was leeds down south and the guy who was driving he's like a you know he really was really into cars uh and he had a bit of a super turbocharged one and as we were driving down the motorway he thought that this other car had kind of you know offended him in some way so he started chasing this other car driving at ridiculous speeds and i don't know i don't know how fast we were going i was in the front seat and i was just like gripping the thing saying like that and then my other friend in the back my other friend in the back it got to the point where it was so scary 
my friend in the back said, if you don't slow down this car, I'm going to call the police. (laughs) (laughs) Did he have to walk home? (laughs) No, the the driver, who will remain nameless, he, uh, he took it quite well and he did slow down. And, uh, and I felt it was a bit unfair on the guy who said that he'd call the police because we were all hoping for it to stop, but he was the <laughs> only one who had the piss taken out of him for being a, being a bit of a wimp. <laughs> How about you? Oh, Lord. Um... <laughs> yes, I can imagine. Most of them self-inflicted, I suspect. Yeah. Um, I once drunkenly fell over, uh, fell off the curb backwards, landed in the road, and a truck... Well, well, kind of like a minivan stopped literally centimetres from my head. Like, had to slam on the brakes. Uh, uh, I nearly I nearly drowned in Bali. That was uh, a very bad one. That was... I actually thought I was going to die. Like, really thought I was going to die. I got caught in a riptide and uh, was stuck out. I got washed out about a mile out to sea. Ooh. And the people on jet skis couldn't get me because the waves were too big. And then... So you could see people trying to save you and they couldn't oh, yeah. get to you. Oh, eventually, that's the worst. Eventually, this little uh, Indonesian Balinese lifeguard came to me on a surfboard, like a lifeguard board. And <laughs> I got on it, but then a wave came and took the board away. Oh, it got no. sucked to- so then he started drowning. And so we're both drowning. And uh, luckily, just purely by chance, a big wave came and it didn't break and it pushed me so far towards the beach that when it did break, as I went under the water, I could hit the ground oh. and I, I managed to pull us both out. That's because you're six foot nine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a, you know, there's a crowd of like, you know, 50 people on the beach, women oh, crying right. and kids screaming. It was awful. God, that would be um, the biggest reaction you've ever got. Yeah. And the worst <laughs> bit, I don't, the, the thing I remember was I had, I was literally felt like I was dying. My heart has never beat as fast. The adrenaline, you know, I've seen stars and they made me go to this, uh, lifeguard hut and fill in some details about myself and i physically couldn't stand up i was that you know just shot and i was slumped against this wall and the lifeguard boss was just this big huge fat guy just in speedos with like pubes coming out the side with his kind of crotch at my eyeline eyesight eyeline just basically i think he was trying to get money off me but i was just so i was so fucked i just couldn't be bothered so yeah, it was awful. <laughs> Crouched, exhausted, slouched against the wall with a cock in your eye level. Not yeah. for the first time. I know, we've all been there. <laughs> Someone saves the side of a good night out. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so uh, in this part of the show, we like to feature some stand-up comedy. So who have we got today, Sam? Uh, today's performer is Ruben VM. Uh, he's from, well, he has a Dutch background, but I think he was born and raised in New Zealand. Loving the Dutch today. Yeah, loving the Dutch. Um, and now he's uh, living in Japan, and he's the only English-language musical comedian that we know in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's an amazing performer. I've seen him live loads of times. So yeah. I think yeah, you guys are going to really enjoy this one. Ruben VM. This is a song about um, Pyeongchang 2018. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. 
so inspirational for all of the little boys and girls teaching them to follow their dreams one day they can't afford to go skiing <laughs> the events are so exciting and the athletes are so brave and daring luge half pipe bobs sled ski jumping skeleton and Ice dancing. <laughs> Young John, 2018. All the excitement of Olympic curling. Young John, 2018. The Russians have cause the road don't be. Even their Olympic curling team. Do <laughs> you enjoy the biathlon? That's where they walk in the snow and then they shoot at a gun. Walking and shooting, walking and shooting, and walking and more shooting, and more walking and more shooting. Exciting. The Winter Games has it all like white people sliding down a hill, white people sliding on a flat surface, and that's it. Athletes, they will never quit. They embody the true Olympic spirit. True ambassadors for world peace with their Olympic village sex parties. Young <laughs> John, Great stuff. So that's it for this episode. John, did you enjoy it? Yep. Mega. Enjoyed it a lot. Can't wait to do it all over again. Uh, me too. That just gives us time to say thanks to our guest, Hager. Uh, thanks to our featured performer, Ruben VM, who also does a lot of the jingles and the theme tune for this show. So if you want to find out more about them and their work, you can find all of that at johnandsaminjapan.com. Yep. And also, like, if you uh, want to be involved in the show, we like anything to do with the burning questions, the news stories, or if you want your stand-up featured on this or your musical comedy, again, just johnandsaminjapan.com. Yeah, and obviously this is a free show, so it would really help us a lot if you would subscribe to our podcast, give us a five-star rating, write a review, tell your friends, tell your family. Tell anyone. Tell Any anyone. Colleagues, enemies, just people in the street, tell anyone, please. <laughs> That's it. Thanks again to all those involved, but most of all, thanks to you, the lovely listener. Yeah, catch, catch you later. John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast think that my sphincter is quite strong. <laughs>